Welcome to the Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together. Coaches, does it feel like sometimes all you're doing is copying, pasting, nudging, rearranging, and redrawing your playbooks? Get your time back. Designed by a current NFL coach with the same pain points you have, Pro Quick Draw is an incredibly powerful plugin to improve the playbook software you've already got on your computer, Microsoft PowerPoint. We've created buttons, tools, and shortcuts to save you time, keep you organized, and give your playbook presentations, scout cards, and practice scripts a professional look, and created in half the time. We've got over 25 NFL teams using PQD, and we're giving you a chance to use it too with our new affordable price for high school coaches. Try us for 30 days with no strings attached. You'll get a one-on-one video call with a football coach who speaks your language. Plus, you get to keep everything you make during your trial. Visit www.proquickdraw.com to get an impressive 2022 playbook started. JT, we're back in um, the culture classroom. It's uh, almost Christmas time, so all the warm and fuzzy things that go along with that. It's 80 degrees here, so um, not feeling the sweaters and hot cocoa very much, but uh, it is Christmas. All right. Hey, you want a funny story about that? Not really funny. It's pretty tragic for some people around the state, but it was 70 degrees yesterday here in Iowa. So it's not, it was setting all kinds of record highs. And then we had a tornado last night. Like, I mean, it's like tornado warning. So my kids and I, and this has only happened to me like twice in my lifetime, we are huddled in our basement underneath the stairs. Like my 10 year old's freaking out. My six year old's freaking out. My four year old has no clue what's going on, but yeah, we're a week to Christmas and uh, tornado drills here in Iowa. Wow. So the high is 38 today. So things have returned <laughs> to normal, but you talk about crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, I saw that line, I think, last night. I was watching the news, like, coming through Wichita, and it looked nasty. It was a nasty Yeah, all the looking. way up to Minnesota. It was just like a buffer of red, uh, you know, surrounded by yellow and green. But yeah. um, all kinds of records were setting here. And uh, so, anyway, tis the season. Yeah. So, anyway, so it's great to be back here in the classroom. And uh, yeah. I think we've got some really cool content. I know you're coming off a third straight state championship, which is amazing. Yeah. And uh, wrestling season has started for us up here. So, you know, I'm, I'm full swing. I start middle school today. So what could go wrong with me by myself and 40 middle school students uh, in a padded room? What can go wrong? I don't know. I think the tornado is the plus, right? A tornado would be a plus. <laughs> we did get out of school early. I remember you telling me that yesterday. I remember you telling me that. So, um, we don't get it. We get out of school early only because it's exam week. Uh, so, I get out today on half a day, and then tomorrow half a day. But then it's Christmas. So, anyway, all right. Enough about us and tornadoes and Christmas and seventy degrees to thirty-eight degrees and uh, being hot as Haiti's down here. So, let's go off and and you shared an interesting topic with me probably about two and a half weeks back. And you talked about the culture pot and you're like static versus dynamic. And I think it's a awesome tool to use for coaches to understand that, you know, you can't put your culture in a pot and we'll dive in a little bit more of what that means and what that looks like. But it, 
it kind of broadened your horizon because I was talking to our head coach last night about it. And he's like, we got to redefine this, 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 this. And I said, my question is, are we aligning what we do with who we are? And then I asked him the question. I said, are we putting our culture in a pot? And he said, what does that mean? So on that cue, I'm going to let you explain to our listeners what exactly what a culture pot looks like. Yeah, so I was on the treadmill a few weeks ago, four in the morning. Uh, that's when I actually do my best thinking. And um, I, I read, I listen to audiobooks during that time. So it's really productive. That is when I'm at my best. About 7.30 at night where, uh, you know, my kids are around the house. We're trying to get bass done and, and everyone fed and going to bed. That's when I'm actually at my worst. Mm-hmm. But four in the morning, quiet, stillness, dark, weight room. That's when I'm good. And uh, I was reading a book, and I can't even remember what the book was now. I'll have to find that and get that out to our listeners. But they talked about, are you putting your your culture in a pot? And the analogy is this. And, and I don't think they use culture. I think that was something that I just went. But the analogy is whatever you put in a pot will grow to the size of the pot. So if you put a plant in a pot, it will grow however big the pot is. But if you take the same seed and you plant it in the wild, who knows how much it will grow. And so it just hit me different that morning. Like why do we as coaches take our culture and we put it in a pot? We define the boundaries, you know, a pot has defined boundaries, um, whether it's square or round or whether it's uh, smaller at the bottom or thicker at the top, but it's got a defined quantity. We do the same thing with our culture. We say we want this and we want this and these are what the sides are going to look like and that's what we have to work with. When really we're limiting ourselves. If we take away those boundaries, who knows what could happen? And I think that's a trap we fall into a lot. Yeah, the more you start saying that, I think of a puzzle. When you put together a puzzle, the first thing you want to do is put the outline of it in. Well, then the only thing that the the puzzle has is now it is what's inside of it. So I think we are guilty as coaches that we take what our relationships, our ownerships, all the stuff that goes into culture, all the good feelings, all the bad feelings, the high truths, the high love, and you package that and, and you put a bow on it and like, that's who we are. And that's what we're going to do. Well, then the people that have listened to us before, there's no room for growth there. So when you put the culture in the pot, it's only going to grow to what the pot is. So, you know, the more I dove into that, so we're looking at, I say redefining what our core values are, but what do they look like? And I think a lot of our listeners can attest to this. And, and when you're, you're getting the off season, so you're, you're going through like, what do we do good? What do we do better? What can we do better? And what do we do best? The one you want to look at, I think, is your culture. Of like, what does the culture look like? Yes, inside your football program. that That's key number one, right? But what does it look like in the weight room? What does it look like in the classroom? What does it look like um, in the community? Do your kids model the behavior that you won't see just not on Friday nights or the Monday through Thursday or whatever? Um, are they doing that around the community? So when you started giving me that about the pot, like I think the football program just it stays in the pot and you don't let it grow to what it needs to be. Well, I think that's really interesting, too, because I I think very few percentage of coaches have actually thought about what is what does my athlete look like in the weight room? What does my athlete look like in the community? What does my athlete look like 
uh, for eight hours a day at school. Mm-hmm. I mean, we like the pot because we control the pot. Right. Like we can't control anything else. Like I can't control if a tornado hits. You know, if if I plant a plant outside and there's it's 70 degrees and all of a sudden tornado weather, 90 mile an hour winds like we had last night, the, the plant is going to experience all of that. Mm-hmm. If I put it in a pot, I can move the pot and bring it inside. And so I think as coaches, we like to keep control. We, it's a great way to look at it. We, we like to control what we can control and define what we can, can define. And I think that's what it goes back to also is have coaches thought about what do I want my kids to look like uh, in the community? Have I, what do I want them to look like in algebra class? Yeah. And I'm not sure we have. I know a lot of us has, have thought, well, when they go to the locker room, this, these are the expectations. And when they go to the weight room, these are the expectations. And when we get down to the 100-yard classroom, these are the expectations. Yeah. But our, our, the wild is so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and Coach Davis kind of put me on this, and, and I told him last night, and I'm, I'm reading a text that we had together. But he was talking about that, and I said, however, how do we look at our core values? So is it static or is it dynamic? And if you're familiar with those kind of stretches, you know, and that's what we alluded to earlier, you and I had that conversation. And I said, are we bound by just the core values being building your culture in a pot, playing off what you had told me? It's only growing as big as the pot can get. Or do we limit or do we let it grow all around with no limits? Relationships, buy-in, truth, love, expectation, the list goes on and on. And like what you're saying, when you define it, well, yeah, it's defined inside your football program. So you have this little pot, you're holding it, and, hey, if you want one of those big vases or do you want one of those little teacup pots, whatever your program is. But I think if you you let it go to where it needs to go, and you say all the time, JT, that you know, culture costs you nothing. It's nothing. You don't have to go buy fancy things. You don't have to go eat dinner with them all the time. It's just intentional relationships. And you look at Shane Beamer and what he's doing at South Carolina right now. You know, it, it's different. And they're definitely not building culture in a pot there. But how are, your, how are you outside of your program, I guess, is what we're getting to in this whole podcast. Yeah, you know, um, we do PBIS here at my middle school. And uh, I've been on the PBIS team. I have a little bit of background over my 15 years of teaching. But I've been on this team for five years. And we've got good things going, but then it fizzles out for a while, too. And I know for all you educators, when I say PBIS, you probably have, you know, some people saying, oh, this is really good. Or you've got some activity in the brain saying this is a really good idea. And then it's kind of like communism, though. It's really hard in application. Like, it's really hard to do it well, especially at the middle school level. You know, you get to the elementary and you can hand out tickets and you can hand out little prizes. And kids are excited about that. Mm-hmm. Middle school, high school, like you know, it's hard to really know what motivates them. So I serve on this team. And if I could go back five years to when we started the team, um, we kind of came up with a phrase called Monarchs roar with pride. And the roar are our four values. It's respect all, on time, on task, achieve my best, and responsible citizen. Those are the things that permeate all of our school. We have it defined for these are the roar behaviors for our classroom. These are the roar behaviors for the commons. These are the roar behaviors for the locker room. These are the roar behaviors for the bus. So all kinds of things like that. Uh, And if I can go back in time, I would say we're not a PBIS team, that we're just the roar team because those values are what ground us. And so to think about what you and Coach Davis are going through right now, maybe redefining it, 
I think about a plant, my mind instantly pictured this small sapling growing out in what's going to be an orchard, but it's not there yet. And what do we do with a, a new tree after we dig the hole and we plant it and we put it in, we fill some mulch around it and we fertilize it and we water it. We also take those green stakes and we tie them in and we make sure that the tree has enough support. Right. And so when I think about our values and a, a plant growing in the wild, that's the values holding that tree up until it can support itself in 90 mile an hour wind. Right. That's so good. So the dynamic static, and I dropped that in the meeting too. We have since changed our team name. You talk about a free change. One of the things we're trying to do to build staff buy-in with PBIS is we're still, we're PBIS, but I'm going to put a mask on it. Uh, we kind of decided that we're just going to call ourselves the roar team moving forward. We're going to take PBIS out of everything we do, take those four letters out of everything and just call ourselves roar. Mm -hmm. It's still PBIS people, right? right? But we're, we're going to try to change that stigma with that free change of let's just rename the team. Right. It costs us nothing to do some renaming. Right. I think about Randy Jackson, when he did, when he was at North Point, he called them goons. Right. Totally rescaped it. They were still a football program, but they were called goons and everything. So, you know, the challenge, I think, for coaches is, is getting out of their comfort zone when they're looking at all this stuff. Because they, they know what they know, they know what they know, and they know what they know. And that's it. And then I think there's one other piece. I totally agree with that. The coaches have to get out of their comfort zone. And in order to do that, they have to give up some control, mm -hmm. which we like control. Like we're, most of us are control freaks. You know, first for five minutes, we're going to do this period. Then we're going to take a water break. Then we're going to stretch. We're going to do this. And then we're going to go here. And then we're going to go to, you know, we, we love our schedules, even though we don't follow the schedule very well. Sometimes we <laughs> one love more play, just schedule. one more play, right? Just one more play. One, <laughs> Those, we're offensive coaches, so we get that. Yeah. And no one takes away our deep passing game like the defensive coaches standing behind the secondary. Absolutely. It's always 11 versus 14. So uh, I kind of dropped that in one of our Roar Team meetings, too, about our culture's dynamic. You have to give your culture permission to be dynamic mm. because otherwise it's going to be static. You have to experience the 90-mile-an-hour windstorm so that you can have the 75 degree and sunny days as well. So good. Yeah, I I never looked at it that way. To where or you have to you have to let it go and give up that control. It, I almost think about those cars that drive themselves. Never would I let a car drive itself down the highway going 80 miles an hour. But that's the same type of deal. If you want to see where or how your culture is, let it go and see what, see how other people perceive your team. See how other people, like, are you staying in the pod? Are you, you know, I, I think a lot of times you ask kids and, and whenever a coach gets a new job, they, they want to set the core values themselves, right? They want that much control that here's who we are and you're going to, you're going to fit this square peg into this round hole come hell to high water. That's what's going to happen versus taking what is good for our program, what each individual, or let's say coaches, let's just stay on the spectrum of coaches and for, you know, not even players. What does each coach bring to the table? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? And are we making, are we challenging each other enough that my strength, you're just guarded from a weakness and we're taking a weakness and make it into a strength because you're, you're being a dynamic staff and building your culture. Well, then after you go from, 
the head coach, assistant coach, then you start including the players because now your your coaches are speaking a common language. And if a guy has an idea, let him have the idea. And don't just shoot it down because you're the head coach. Let it kind of permeate through the OC, the DC, the, you know, maybe there's a student assistant or whatever. And y'all, that's where it grows. That's mm-hmm. where it can sustain the 90 mile an hour wins when you're sitting one and three like we were. It wasn't, I mean, you say it all the time and I've alluded to it too. Winning is not a culture because you're going to lose. So what are, what are the things that are helping you sustain that 90 mile an hour win? And if it's winning, guess what? You're going to be Dorothy and you're going to be in a tornado and you're going to be in the land of Oz. Well, and that's, and that's where you might need to get out those, those stakes and you might need to get out that wire and you might need to brace yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And you might need to help that sapling grow. That's right. And, uh, you might need to water it and fertilize it and do all the things that we normally do. And it might even seem like nothing is growing. I, I know an analogy I use with my students is bamboo, where it takes bamboo five years to grow. Mm-hmm. You have to plant it, you have to fertilize it, you have to water it every single day and nothing happens for five years. Right. And then in a six week period, after five years of seemingly doing nothing, it shoots up almost 90 feet in six weeks. So culture is the same way. So you're and that's saying, where the dynamic piece goes. So you're saying we need to cultivate our culture. Absolutely. And, I, and and you might need to prune some branches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... I just think about... And I'm just going through my, my 16 years of coaching and listening to other coaches when I go to clinics and they talk about the buzzword is culture, 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 culture. And you're like... If I hear the word culture one more time, hence the culture classroom, right? I'm going to pull my hair out if I had any. Mm -hmm. But it's, you think about, are you, and it shouldn't be hard. Like a lot of coaches make it hard. It's just being authentic. You know, don't be somebody you're not. And let your coaches have buy-in, let yourself have buy-in, let your kids have buy-in. Establish those relationships and then let it grow. Well, and this is where it can be dynamic because I think a lot of us are familiar with, we like things simple, but that doesn't mean they're easy. Correct. And so with culture, especially when we put it in a pot, it's not that we're looking to make it hard. It's, you know, we want to make it clear and we want to manage it. That's the hard part is managing culture. Mm -hmm. So defining it is one way to get started you know, um, and that's where we put it in a pot because we like it in the pot. We can manage it when it's small. But boy, the best cultures are the redwood forests in California. Mm-hmm. Think about PJ Fleck. Dabo Huge Sweeney. redwood tree. Dabo Sweeney. Shane Beamer now at South Carolina. All those coaches. Uh, Chad Morris, when he was at SMU. Same type of deal. So I, I don't know. I, I'm with you on this. Uh, it's it's giving up. It's almost like you want to go break the pot. Absolutely. Right? Go shatter it. Once you give it, st- I don't want our listeners to think like pots are bad. They're not. They're great to get started. They need the the plant needs the pot. But then shatter it and let it go. Once it's defined, and then once you have a grasp of who you are and what you are and what it looks like inside your program, smash the pot. And then let it go. Yeah, I mean, eventually get to a garden, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
everyone everyone who's a gardener those people that love gardens they probably started out with one or two things like one or two species of plants they really enjoy yeah or that they needed to learn more about the people the, the coaches put their culture in a pot they're just starting out but the vision is to grow a garden right so good man what a what a valuable christmas day tornado eve <laughs> yeah topic uh, yeah. and I think when you, I think when our listeners start thinking about this, they'll understand that, you know, pots aren't bad, but they're not meant to hold forever. They're not meant to hold the culture forever. It's a great take. Any final thoughts? No, I guess my challenge to coaches out there is start looking for ways that you have put your culture in a pot. Start trying to break one side at a time, knock one piece down. How can you relinquish control and give it to your players or other personnel around your program to make it better? You know, I coached youth sports this spring, coached my uh, my son's four-year-old soccer, which, holy cow, that will take years off your life. But, and it was actually my wife's idea. My wife's like, I've never coached anything before, but would you want to coach with me together? And I'm like, oh, I don't need one more thing on my plate, right? But I said, look, I'll do all the on-field stuff if you can be the team mom and just run manage the text to parents manage it i broke the pot by doing that i actually enjoyed doing it my son had fun i got to just coach on the field on the game and my wife took care of everything else she doesn't know anything about the on the field stuff so we were a great team right but i i didn't give up control of that right or i had to just trust that she was going to do what she needed to do and she's my wife so of course i absolutely do but start trusting people around you and look for ways that you can break that pot. I think the best way you said it right there was to trust. Staffs are around each other enough that you have to trust each other to know that you have the best interest for your program. So when the trust model breaks in, then you can start breaking out of the pot. And for leaders out there, you know, we run a gun tee up here in Denison. Uh, that the, the, the spread wing gun tee, that's kind of what our offense is. You know, the big Big thing I'm studying with Gun T right now is if-then scenarios. If the defense aligns like this, then we're going to do this, or if this and and then this. Start looking at your culture with if-then theory as well. Mm -hmm. So if we have a staff member that maybe isn't pulling their end of the weight, then what are we going to do to help give them a support so that we can get there? Mm -hmm. Or if we haven't given our players control, or if we do and it goes south on us, then what are we going to do to give them a support so they can manage it better? Right. So, so good. if then theory works for pot culture as well. That's right. Well, JT, that'll do it for this edition of putting your culture in a pot. Um, stay tuned for more episodes as we get cranking out uh, since season's over for both of us in football. Uh, we can start cranking out some more podcasts for our listeners and they can Start tuning in and not put their culture in a pot. Let them be, let their culture be dynamic, not static. Culture Classroom is sponsored by Pro Quick Draw, the dynamic playbook solution for modern coaches. Let technology work for you with time-saving features to eliminate the busy work so you can spend more time coaching. Our subscription comes with starter templates, stencils, and plays for you to begin building your 2022 playbook quickly. Give us a try for 30 days and keep all the templates you make during your trial. That's Pro Quick Draw.